Welcome to the Not All Love and Light podcast. My name is Romy. And I'm Ashley. And we are so excited to be starting this project. This is our first episode where we'll be introducing who we are and what our mission is with this project. Let's go. Hi. Hi. I'll go first. My name is Romy. I am a life coach. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm also a certified personal trainer. And I also am one of the founders of Omen Vine. So I'm Ashley, and I'm also a certified yoga instructor, certified personal trainer. I'm a mom to a two-year-old boy. I'm a wife. And yeah. Yeah, I'm also a mom. <laughs> You're also a mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a boy, a mom. mom. Boy mom. I have two, four-year-old and 11-year-old. And I'm divorced. <laughs> you got your hands full. Yes. Yes, yes. And definitely. a cat mom. You're a cat, cat mom. mom. Don't forget about Binks. I love her. She's the best. So yeah. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Me too. I feel we have a lot that we could share and a lot of value. So basically, I want to just explain a little bit about our history and how we came about doing this together. I've been wanting to start a podcast for about four years, and I've always had it in the back burner. And I've had a lot of things going on, so it stayed there. Hmm. But last year, I was like, okay, by the end of 2021, I'm launching this podcast. But of course, I still had a lot of things going on. And we started working out together June of 2021. And just our conversations, they were so flowy and just great things. And one day as we're working out, it came to me that I feel people should probably listen to a lot of things that we're talking about. And that's when it came up for me to ask you if you were interested in doing this with me. And luckily you said yes. I was down. Yes. So here we are. It didn't happen at the end of 2021, but I feel now is the right timing to launch this. Yep. We hit some bumps, but we're here and we're ready. And, um, yeah, that day you asked me, I remember we were on the abductor machine mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while as well. So it was perfect timing and uh, who better than my Scorpio, Scorpio sister. Yes. So another <clears throat> thing about us is I am a Scorpio son and Ashley's a Taurus son. So those are descendant signs, meaning that they're at the opposite end of each other. So we are different you know, her strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. And we balance each other out very well. So this should be very interesting. I'm really excited about yep. this. Some yin and yang. Yes. So Ashley, I want to ask you, what is your mission with this podcast? So my mission is really to just bring people together, um, a sense of community. I feel like we we know a lot of interesting people that have a lot of interesting things to share Um, I also intend to help people feel seen and acknowledged, talking about things that I guess some people would say are uncomfortable or don't like to talk about. We're just going to put it all out there on the table. So I'm excited about that. Um, Transparency is a big thing for me. What else? Uh, Good conversation, a sense of community, and transparency is, is big for me. That's my mission here. Yeah, same. I have pretty much the same ideas. I have so much to share. Um, what people might not know about me is that I do have a lot of trauma from that stem from, we all have trauma, but 
it was literally navigating how I reacted in my day-to-day life. And I had to figure this shit out on my own. I didn't really have any mentors or anything until I decided to hire a life coach myself. So I want to be that person for people, for them to feel seen, like you said, and feel heard and realize that we're not any different than them because I get so many people tell me like, oh yeah, you're able to do this because it's you. And I'm looking at them like, what do you mean it's me? We're the same. I struggle the same as you do. Like I could be the laziest fucking person in the world. Like there's some days I just do not want to do shit. But I know if I give into that, like I I know what the result is. And it's it's not healthy for me mentally, physically, emotionally. So I just do what needs to be done. So helping people feel maybe empowered to do those things, knowing that regardless of what you've been through or what you've done or who you are or where you're at in life, if you've hit rock bottom or not, there's always, there's only one way to go and that's up from there. And being transparent and showing people that it's not all love and light because when people start this healing journey and going through, let's say starting yoga, whatever, they, they have that toxic positivity where everything has to be positive and everything's going to be okay. And you know, that chipper shit that I cannot deal with. And it's just, it's so toxic as positive as people want to be. It's like, it's not authentic and it's not, it's not real. You cannot live your life that way. So letting them know and giving yourself a little bit of grace to allow yourself to be a little bit of a savage if you have to be. Yeah. Piggybacking off of that, I feel like for many years I was doing that. I was, I would say I was pretending that I was okay. And realistically, I hadn't really been facing the trauma that I had been carrying with me. And it wasn't until I became a mom that all of that just rose up to the surface and it was brutal. But I had to go through all of that in order to start releasing and start working through it. Um, and it's been really liberating. Still got some ways to go, but it's possible for everyone. You know, I feel like it's just first admitting that we are not okay and then going on from there. And the work is never done. Like you said, there's so much that still needs to be done. We never stop healing. Like I have people come to me like, when am I going to be done with this issue? And when am I going to be done with that? And there's no answer to that because even grief and and going through the healing process, there is no time. You don't. It's not. Oh, it's going to take six months. Yeah, it's not you don't linear. Know. It's not linear. For, for example, like one of my biggest issues was issue because I'm still working with it. And honestly, like in the last couple of months, I've seen great progress. Is my abandonment issues with um, my dad? My dad left the house when I was about five years old, four or five. And I remember that day, like if it was yesterday, he came home, he grabbed black garbage bags, he threw all his shit in there. And my little sister and I are like pulling the bags, asking him not to leave. We run to my grandmother and telling her, you know, he's leaving and she didn't give a fuck. She was like, let him leave. No comfort. (laughs) It was very traumatic. And, um, so that was him abandoning us, right? And I remember my mom getting home and I and I told her that he left and she ran to his closet, looked at his side because there was two closets and she saw that it was completely empty. She threw herself on the bed and started crying. And I remember that like if it was yesterday. And what's crazy, it wasn't until last year I spoke to my younger sister about this and she was younger than me. So she was like, Romy, I 
thought that was like a dream. I didn't know that that actually happened. I didn't know that was real because she was so young. Wow. But it, it's it was so traumatic that she does remember it. Mm-hmm. And we remember it the same. So that I've had that abandonment issue with my dad leaving. And then I had him. I was always excited to see him and for him to pick me up. So I would sit by, by the window waiting for his car to see him like show up. And sometimes he did. But most of the time, my mom would come and be like, after like two hours of me just sitting there, oh, he's not coming today. So it's like I'm being abandoned all over again and then dealing with that and dealing with that. And that stems into, it stemmed into my relationships because I always felt like people were going to leave me. So when I started feeling like I was getting close to someone, I would leave before they before would leave anything me. bad can happen. Yeah, before they would leave me or if if I, f- I didn't feel I was worthy of love. So when somebody would show that they loved me or truly cared about me, I was sus. I'm like, but why? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want from me? So that would cause other issues. So for a long time, I felt like I healed from that and I worked with that. Then on September 2020, my dad committed suicide. And then all the abandonment shit came at at me again because it's like, this is the ultimate way of him abandoning me. Like he's gone. So I had to deal with a lot of shit coming back up. But because I've done the work for so long, I was was ready to handle it the way that I, that was healthy. Mm-hmm. It didn't, I didn't, you know, go into toxic behaviors. And I, I saw it also in like the people that I was dating, the things that, that were starting to trigger me. It's like my dad did that. And then I was seeing the patterns of me getting re-triggered with people that I started dating. So I learned so much last year. It was so eye-opening and I feel like I'm in such a good place right now. And I see the difference the abandonment issue is still there, but I'm able to recognize it and see it and be like, okay, like I could see where my head is going. My body's starting to respond. Like if like traumatic, like Mm -hmm. if something's going to happen, fight or flight mode, but I'm able to, you know, calm myself down and and react a different way. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful thing, this, this process, but it's been years for me. And even me being a life coach for you know over three years now, we still go through this. We're still gonna work through different things. And, and the deeper you go into your healing, the deeper shit is gonna unravel because the universe knows that you are capable of handling the harder shit now. Mm-hmm. Yep, I see that. So you've, you, did you feel like you were able to split consciousness when you started noticing like, your triggers and then you kind of split and see oh that's how the old Romy would mm-hmm. have reacted and but no this is how I'm going to respond now to the situation 100% it's like watching a movie mm-hmm. like I see myself like third person like I step back and I see honestly I I sometimes the savage Romy plays out the whole the whole scene in her <laughs> head you know that did you watch Mean Girls yeah. Do you remember the scene where Katie's like, like the animal scene where she attacks yeah. Regine? Like that happens to me so much that I just see it happening, but then I react a different way. And then I laugh about it because like, damn, I could have really gone there, but I did it. That's so funny. <laughs> that's a really, that that's very true, real story though. Mm-hmm. I, I can relate to the abandonment as well. 
I went through similar stuff with my dad, but I feel like my older sister, like you, had a whole different experience than I did. And I think that as a, as a young girl, I was able to detach myself from my father, whereas my sister had like a, a more of like, I guess, a dependency on him. She was more of the daddy's girl. But from a little girl, I was able to say, it's okay if he's not here. Like, I'm, I'm okay. But that's when I started isolating. And that's mm-hmm. when I started trying to figure it all out on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was much emotional space for me um, or support in that sense. So, you know, we all handle things differently. For many years, I used to think that my sister, I'm like, what, what happened to her? We lived the same life. Like, we went through the same exact things. But I was not realizing that her experience was completely different than mine. And that humbled me a lot. Mm-hmm. But I can relate to that as well. I do feel those abandonment issues. And I can see how that abandonment has created, like, self-sabotaging behaviors, mm-hmm. you know? And those triggers are the ones that allow us to see where we're not free. So our triggers are, are really our teachers. A hundred percent. And that's a thing that people are like, but why is this coming up? Because that is what you need to work on. It's like an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, whenever something triggers you, get excited and be like, oh shit. So this is what, because you're never going to get to a place. There's people that are like, oh, I've done the work. I've, you know, I did all of that. I'm here. I'm like, bitch, like you don't even know where the fuck you are. Like, come (laughs) on, you need to chill the fuck out because you're not going to evolve any further. If that's the mindset that you think that you're all high and mighty. Mm-hmm. right it's not that's like a red flag you can't mm-hmm. no like get out of my face this is not what we're doing <laughs> yeah i feel like it, it helps us to just be open to that to those opportunities what would help me a lot is having that mindset shift of this is happening to me and and rather now i look at it as this is happening for, for me. me yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. and it takes those breakdowns to have a breakthrough and mm-hmm. then you're like oh i see thank you universe as challenging as that was i see how that's helping me grow and helping me go deeper and deeper into these layers and just peel back all this conditioning and trauma that is is keeping us away from like our highest potential yeah and it's hard work it's it's brutal it's brutal yeah, it's like it who the fuck wants to do this you mm-hmm. know and it's like why would we want to you know do this to ourselves and relive these traumas and feel so shitty but feel so shitty for whatever amount of time you're working on the healing so then it doesn't trigger you later yeah, on you, you, you let it go you you're let not it carrying go. that heavy ass baggage anymore mm-hmm. nobody wants to carry that yeah you know? And it's liberating. And I feel like that is the reward to feel free from these restraints of our past. I agree. It's it's amazing. Like doing this type of work. That's why, you know, I, I became a life coach, too, because some people, they just need guidance and they just don't understand. And they'll come to me like, oh, I want to because I always ask, why do you feel you want to work with me? And whatever reason they give me, you know, I, I keep it note of it. But after we do the assessment and I go in, there's so many other deeper things we need to work on in order for everything else to come to, to un- surface. To, yeah, <laughs> come together and, and and work out. So I wanna talk about our podcast name. Let's do it. Not all of a night. So it pretty much explains like who we are in the yoga community, especially I feel and like the whole holistic everything it's like people think that you always have to be positive like we talked about earlier and everything's all love and light like yes you know rainbows and butterflies and it's not just like we talked about what healing is it's 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 ugly work it's not beautiful and it's dark it's very dark 
So I, I feel with who we are, what we're about, the things that we talk about, it just is so perfect. Yeah, I feel like we get, we tend to get classified as yoga instructors, and it's something that happened to me, and it was it was a lesson for me as well. Um, when this happened, I actually it was when I first started teaching at the UFC gym. I think that I might have been working out somewhere in the gym, and one of the yoga students heard me curse, and went back to someone else, and then this message came back to me like, "Oh my gosh, you don't know, she's so upset." Uh, she heard you curse and and she like her world was crushed about it and I'm like what? It's so dramatic. Like, what First of all, that's really dramatic for someone to like their whole world crush because Ashley said what did you say? Fuck. I'm pretty sad. I said like stupid ass bitch. Or <laughs> Damn. Type of yogi is that? <laughs> She's a fake yogi. Fake ass yogi. Um. So that like. It, you know, when I first heard that, it upset me because that never happened before. Um, but then I realized, like, damn, I'm put on a pedestal and I don't want people to see me like this perfect yoga teacher because I'm not. I've been through a lot of shit, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to teach yoga the way that I do is a gift. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a human outside of that yoga class, just like everybody else. Um, and I'm sure it was a lesson for her as well. But it it was a big lesson for me. Like, you know, people tend to put me on a pedestal. And I feel like it's time for the world to know who I really am. You know, the transparency and and what I've been through. And regardless of what I say, I still am a good person, you know? 100%. Just because I curse doesn't make me, oh my gosh, she's the worst. She's such a (laughs) fake yogi. Like, she should not be teaching yoga. Like, that's not real life. Mm -mm. You know, that's not real life. But I feel like a lot of people in... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, in the yoga community, like that's like the the vision that they try to, you know, impersonate, like how they are. Like a fake? Oh, well, yeah, the biggest fault <laughs> because they're not really like, but like, for example, the whole Ahimsa thing, like I feel like people judge me because I eat meat and I like guns. <laughs> And you know, with ahimsa, ahimsa in the in the yoga, um, it means nonviolence. So that's why a lot of yogis, you know, go to that vegan lifestyle because it's no violence against the animal. But so, you're violating the plants. Yeah. <laughs> they breathe. I mean, but how They're does that alive. make you so much better to be judging people? Exactly. Like, so my are you point. practicing nonviolence exactly by judging me for point. eating meat? Like, exactly that's... my point. Like I had this lady straight up tell me about someone else, like, oh yeah, she's good at what she does. Another um yoga practitioner. She's good at what she does, but you know, she eats meat and she likes gun and like the way that she talks and like the whole political thing too. And I'm sitting there in front of her and I'm like I eat meat, I like guns, I have the same views, and I'm just staring at her, like, waiting for her to say something, and she's just, like, she looks down, and, and my, I'm just, like, you're being so judgmental, yeah. like, you're, you're what contradicting you the yeah. whole principle, it's so, like, I can't, and I've had people literally tell me, like, I can't believe that you're a yoga instructor, you're just so normal, and so, like, you know, easy to talk to, and I'm, like, what do you think a yoga instructor <laughs> is and it's like what you said people put you up on a pedestal and i've seen it a lot in the yoga community how they put these teachers on pedestal like patabi joy and break and then the freaking predators going after their students and then they're not getting you know any heat for it like people are speaking up 
and there's a bunch of other people that they don't even want to talk about it because it's like that's my teacher and then like high almighty it's like come mm-hmm. on you're fucking human the same and if you're a fucking predator you're a fucking predator yeah it's, it's well that kind of happened to me in my yoga training um with my yoga teacher i put him on a pedestal well all of us did all the students and in that 21 day intensive training we learned real real quick that this guy's an asshole and he may create amazing yoga teachers because he has a solid program but he's not a nice person and we all had him on the pedestal and i remember there'd be days where i left that studio crying on my way home and i'm like what the fuck is happening to me like i'm just here to learn yoga why am i like sad and being yelled at and scolded by this man and i realized like you know fuck that i can't put anybody on a pedestal i don't care what you do mm-hmm. who you are you know mm-hmm. what kind of program you have like nobody deserves that nobody is superior or inferior you know we're all equal yeah and that's like really important like guys like everybody's the same like we're not special we're just like you to have like these people on a pedestal and think that they're this great holy thing they're not they're not let's also go back to the guns part (laughs) because what's wrong with that you know especially as a woman in this world like you can't be full of shit either and say oh no no violence like we live in a violent world Mm -hmm. you know there's there's that duality of yes it's it's beautiful but yes there's also darkness Mm -hmm. and so are we going to sit around and be naive and think that we don't need to know how to defend ourselves we don't need to know how to use a gun Mm -hmm. you know that that can actually save our life one day women tend to be vulnerable in this society and i didn't make it that way that's what we're born into i didn't make the system you know (laughs) this is the way it is yeah and so (laughs) i don't see if a woman feels empowered and confident by having a weapon and knowing how to use it how, how how does that make her violent you know (laughs) it's the actual gun itself god forbid i don't fucking know i can't it's just i can't deal with bullshit and (laughs) i i like i like guns and they're fun to shoot i like it too look i went for a walk the other day in my neighborhood and it's pretty safe neighborhood and i took my gun because i feel like i should i don't know why a lot of times i feel like maybe i shouldn't take it does this make like maybe i'm gonna attract something by having my gun i don't know (laughs) but i took it with me and i'm walking and i see I'm walking past these construction workers who are working on a house and one of them turns around and like with this really ugly face, he goes, <laughs> like his face was ugly or the face he made was ugly? He's ugly. His face was ugly. His energy was ugly. And he goes, do you need help? And I'm like, what? Why are you even talking to me in the first place? Do you need any help? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I kept walking and it just bothered me so much that men feel like they have some kind of upper hand over women like it infuriates me mm-hmm. it really does and um but in that moment i'm like yeah okay come over here <laughs> you i wish heat. you would yeah. it's, you know I, yeah. when i've had my moments of i've been so good for so long and that old romy comes in like and somebody tried this happened to me once i was at i was at copper blues and you know drinking a little bit so more ego than spirit and i'm in the bathroom (laughs) leaning against the toilet and this girl like pushes me out of the way to wash her hands and i look at her and she tries me and i'm like is this really happening right now (laughs) and she's like i'm gonna punch you in the face and i'm like i wish you would it's been so long (laughs) please do (laughs) i dare you but then you know i circled back my friend Jen got in front of her and Jen is tall as fuck, you know, Jen. Yeah. She she just looked at her like, you want to go outside? <laughs> All these healers in the bathroom, like calming <laughs> shit down. But um, yeah, 
you know, I didn't escalate from there. The old Romy wouldn't have even let her talk. I would have just grabbed her and it would have been over. You would have just given her what she asked for. No. Well, it's not all love and light, you know? No, it's not. So those moments, like I said, like I see them play out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if there's alcohol involved, you're, it's more ego, so. A little more dangerous. I'll, I'll slip a little bit in, in the tongue. <laughs> and let a bitch know. <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm really excited about this podcast and and sharing, you know, everything. And I just want to say, like, how we met, because you said that you're good at at what you do as a yoga instructor, and I agree. Thank you. (laughs) I'm really picky. And we met at the the UFC gym. I went to your class, and I was like, yes, she's actually good. And I felt connected to you from when I met you. I didn't know why. Like, you were safe certain shit in class, and I'll be like, I was just thinking that. (laughs) <laughs> we were telepathically or, there yeah or i'll tell you something and then you you know it was it was great so i felt connected to you but it wasn't until maybe like two years ago that we started like growing the friendship and and it's been beautiful what was it when you you took me to the workshop right for yeah, my to, birthday mm-hmm, to was, did you already have ian at that i already point? had yeah. ian because when you first came to my class that was before ian mm-hmm. yeah that was before that ian. was what like 20 2016 2017 2016 i believe it was yes 2016 maybe towards the end of 2016 it was definitely 2016 because i was i had ian at 2017 and yeah yeah so much growth since then right big time i was in my saturn return at that time Mm -hmm. so i went through a lot of shit in 2016 the person that I was in my 20s is definitely not the person that I am today. I went through so much shit. I learned so much. And it got me here where I am today. Mm-hmm. I'm in my Saturn's return now, so. I know you told me. Saddle up if it's, on, if it's coming <laughs> up for, for you. <laughs> I'm here for you. If, if, I'm almost there. Yeah. Almost out of it. I'm you actually want, excited for my 30s. Do you want to explain what Saturn return? Well, I think you should. <laughs> I know what it is, but I'm not very good at articulating. Yeah. Well, I mean... Saturn, the planet, takes 29 years, more or less, to orbit. So that's us. So when we reach, like, 29, we start, like, going through a lot of massive changes. Some people have babies. Some people go through divorces. Some people go through really bad breakups. Some people go through some real, like, intense shit that's life-changing during this time. It's crazy. Like, I I got pregnant. Didn't you also have, like, a career change? I had... um, yeah, that's when you I did. decided that I wanted to be a life coach and start working. You did your working. yoga training. You did your personal I, training. I did it all the same yeah. year. <laughs> she was going in. I she went was hard. Not I was like, I'm getting out of this shit. She was taking heads. <laughs> yes, I was. I had no life. I worked for DCF for the state, and I worked eight to five. I would wake up at five in the morning, even though I wo- I worked from home, so I could work out and work on my business before logging into work. And then during my lunch, I would work on my studies. After work, I had to be mom life. So I was really busy. You're a generator, right? Yes. Yeah, that's some generator energy right there. <laughs> like I would be, I'd be done by nine o'clock if I woke up at 5 a.m. and did all of that. No. But I'm a projector, so completely different worlds. I love, I love waking up early and getting shit done. I feel so accomplished. Like when I know it's eight o'clock and motherfuckers are still sleeping and I got so much done. <laughs> That drives you. That motivates you. Yeah, it really does. It 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 gives me energy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I did have a career change. I went through 
um, a really bad breakup, not um, romantically, but a friendship. So that was really intense for me too. And I learned so much, but yeah, my Saturn return was very, very hard. I feel like Saturn return is a time of quantum leaps. Mm-hmm. If, if you're open, or if you're open, to it, you know, because you could go either way. You could go down like a darker path or, and I had a client recently that I told him, I warned him. I'm like, yeah, you're doing so great right now, but you're about to enter your Saturn return. And I warned him, I explained to him, I told him what to do. He told me the other day, he's like, bro, you were not lying. I'm like, buckle up. at least you were warned. I had no warning. I had no idea about any of this astrology shit back then. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. I learned, I started getting into the astrology thing because I'm not like an expert. Like there's so much that I don't know. And I do want to learn because it's so fascinating to me. In my yoga teacher training and they started talking about the birth charts and all this and I was very intrigued so I pulled my chart I started learning and then I pulled my my ex-husband's chart and shit made so much sense oh I get it now (laughs) no because um Roger my ex-husband is an Aries Mm -hmm. you've met Roger before you've met him but I've never really had a conversation with him like opposite of whatever an Aries is so it's funny because people would always be like oh like this person's an Aries so you know how Aries is and I'm like not that's my Aries. Not, that's not who Roger is. Like, I don't get it. And then whenever I would read something that described an Aries, I'm like, that's not Roger at all. That sounds like me. Mm. And I didn't understand why he was so different from a lot of the Aries. And when I pulled his chart, I saw that he had Gemini Ascendant, which makes sense because they're really good at like, you know, the small talk and the being the funny guy and like all that. And then he had a Cancer Moon. Well, he has a cancer moon. He didn't go anywhere. He's still here. <laughs> he has a cancer moon. And he, so very nurturing, very patient. Cancer is connected to the moon. So it's very like that mother energy. It's a big contrast to an Aries. Huge. Right. So, so your ascendant is how people see you. And then your moon is your emotional self, like who you really are, you know, when no one's around. And what emotions. does the sun represent? The sun is your ego. Oh. your ego self interesting so when i pulled my chart and i saw my moon was in aries everything clicked and everything made so much sense an and aries scorpio double scorpio that's intense holy shit <laughs> double scorpio aries yeah don't fuck with me oh, yeah. i will cut you <laughs> sure they can pick that energy up off, <laughs> off the podcast but yes so that's when I was so interested because it just made so much sense to me. And then I started like pulling different charts and just reading what the different planets are. I did like a intro to astrology course and just learning. It's like so beautiful. And I actually pull my clients charts to look at certain aspects that's going to help them. I feel like it helps us understand ourselves and mm-hmm. the relationships that we have with people around us better. Yeah, it really does. And then, of course, like realizing like me in the dating world, right? Like I don't want to waste my time with somebody that might not emotionally be compatible to me. As crazy as that sounds, yes, that's what we're doing. It's a a tool. You can utilize it as a tool. You know, it's not like a a one-all, end-all, you know, type of thing. But you can use that 
um, little bits of it and it can really help you out. 100%. What is Scorpio again? It's it's not fire, is it? No, it's the fieriest water sign. Fieriest water <laughs> sign. That's so interesting. A lot of people think Scorpio is fire. Yeah, a lot of people think that Scorpio is a fire sign, but it's not. You know, water signs are very emotional and yeah. it's all emotions. So yes, we're a water sign that's very emotional. So when we're passionate about something, like we get in our feelings about it mm-hmm. good or bad but yeah. we're very intense i have a, a water ascendant rising sign right pisces pisces and i'm double earth mm-hmm. capricorn moon and taurus sun and i understand i remember i used to be like why am i so emotional mm-hmm. and then i learned about my rising sign and i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense you know because mm-hmm. i feel like we get so fixated on our sun sign correct but it only gives you such a little bit of information no because the thing is that you flip like from your ascending sign to your to your sun sign really you back and forth mm-hmm. so some people could see oh i definitely see the scorpio in you oh i definitely well i'm double scorpio so i'm like there's no you flipping. Definitely see that Scorpio. <laughs> There's no flipping. It's just always Scorpio. And then uh, I'm a stellium, uh, stellium Scorpio, so that means that I have four more planets in Scorpio. Whoa! So it's heavy. Yeah, water everywhere. <laughs> Drown your ass. I want to get. We have to get someone here to talk more about I, astrology. I, I have someone in mind. Perfect. They're just not local, so gotta figure out how we're gonna do this. But it's gonna. We got this. Yes, I'm excited. I'm so excited about this. Ask all the questions. I'm excited too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty much it. You know, letting everybody know what we're here for. How we met, what our mission is. Mm-hmm. A little bit about what we're about. Yeah, so we do have an Instagram up. It's at not all love and light. We'll be posting the episodes that we're going to be launching every Monday And we're also going to be sharing in our stories. We're going to do some Q&As. So if you guys have any questions for us, we'd love for you to share them with us so we could share them here on the podcast. Yeah. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear us talk about as well. All right, guys. Have a good one. And remember, it's not all love and light. 